Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. That's our groovy new <laughs> intro. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And judging that reaction uh, from minute, my man wait. Israel Troop. <laughs> wait a minute. By short, you mean none whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's short. <laughs> it's short. Well, you got me with that one. Get and, uh, we, we get right into it, man. Short, <laughs> said, we have a short. We have a shorter intro. I was like, all right, you know, maybe one clip. There's nothing there. <laughs> it's, wow. just, it's just a little bit of music. And we're, I mean, we, we're the main event. We, we got to like draw the curtain back. We're the main event, man. We get straight to it. There's man, no opening act here. Thanks. Thanks, ESPN. Yeah, I mind. We're real cool. Now we're just, yeah, we're just straight to it now. Yeah, I might just throw the middle finger up to ESPN and just say, let's roll back <sighs> to the other one. I might just go grab a national championship clip just to uh, just to stick it to him. Man, we're gonna be have to have to be like Skip and uh, Shannon now, man. We're gonna have to start going at each other's neck from here on out. Yep. Where, what are, <laughs> what do we have to look forward to other than the intro? Now, I mean, come on, guys. I know exactly what's going on here. This is what's what's up with this tomfoolery, YouTube? Exactly. Come on exactly. Now. Yeah, I blame YouTube. I blame YouTube. We had a good thing going. We did. We, we did. did. We see we more more trophies, more problems. I've said it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. More trophies, more problems. That's right. YouTube. They just, never said it. They never said anything until we won. Exactly. Now here we are. Short intro. Mm. Like nine seconds. The blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> you got me though. You're like. It's short. It's going to be short this time. I'm like, all right. <laughs> hey, we're here. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, we are. Let me get oh, my hey. nose. Hey, <laughs> I'm digging for gold here. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, if you want to follow us on social, uh, it's it's going to scroll here in just a minute. Um, we uh, at Troopstar28 uh, at Coach Burton36 on Twitter, uh, Burton.Corey on Instagram. The same one for Israel on uh, on Instagram at Believe in Dogs. If you want to follow the show, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of that, we go live. So it is uh, it, it is all good. You can find us just about anywhere else. So uh, we are also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Man, it is the number one spot for all your betting needs. It is, uh, we, they, they like to wish you a happy new betting year. So that, uh, for, for bet online. So it's, it's a great place, man. They, they got, they got all kind of odds. They got improved. They got a new and improved website. So you need to go there or go on your mobile device. Perhaps you get a 50% welcome bonus. If you, if you just put in the promo code, believe that's B L E A V. Uh, if you put in that, you get that, you get that 50% welcome bonus. They will match your deposit. It's a beautiful thing, man. And, uh, like I said, it is the it is the number one spot for for all your for all your betting needs. Uh, they have all the oh, casino cool. games. They have now UFC odds and AFC NFC championship odds. If you want to go and, and bet some props, 
Uh, if you want to bet these two games, turn it into a parlay or do something crazy like I did on week 18. I did a 16-team parlay, which if I would have hit it, it would have been $91,000. Um, mm. Lost it in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> lost it in the first game. Uh, yeah, thanks. Do it. Thanks, Broncos. Um, that's, I guess that's what I get for betting on the Broncos, right? For sure, for sure. I love the way that the new website set up. Um, they have so many different ways you can bet. Now you can bet the spread over under, um, what Vegas has it as. I mean, there's just so many different ways you can do it now. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, really enjoyable. You get to see different, different ways that they've set everything up. So it's really cool. Absolutely. Uh, new, like I said, new and improved website. I can't wait for the Super Bowl odds to come out. Uh, and and the not the odds yeah, but the prop bets too. I can't, I can't I can't wait to to play a couple of fun prop bets on that. And I'm sure there's going to be some amazing new offers uh, and uh, things like that promos uh, for the Super Bowl, uh, and then eventually for March Madness when that rolls around. So make sure you go to Bet Online again. Uh, sign up with the promo code Believe B L E A V for your for fifty uh, percent welcome bonus. Bet online. That's where the game starts. So Israel, uh, we're going to go off topic a little bit today. Um, that's going to be fun. Uh, we, we've got some basketball news, some good news finally, right? Ooh. Some good news finally. finally. Um, and, and, and of I think course, they listened to us the other night. They, they really did. They really did. They, they played inspired. They played an inspired game. It, it was actually uh, one of those things where I was just in awe. Of like, hey, we're actually. I didn't want to jinx it. You know, it's like a no hitter. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we, we played really well. Of course, if, if you're unsure what I'm talking about, uh, we were victorious over the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, and the score was 82 to 76. Uh, it was, uh, it was one of those games where Alabama just really never had it going on. Uh, for Georgia, the leading scorer was uh, Aaron Cook with 35 points, followed mm -hmm. by Cario Aquindo with 31, and Dalen Riginal had 26. So you had a bunch of guys that got that caught fire. Uh, just about everybody that played was in double digits, which is good. Um, Georgia was 44. 0.6% from the field uh, to Alabama's 43 uh, three-pointers. Cool. Georgia was 34%. Alabama's 26% free throws. Georgia was at an 80% clips and uh, Alabama struggled at 65. Oh, wow. Yeah. Turnovers. It was 19 to four. It was uh, Georgia won at 19 to 14 uh, had, had fewer turnovers there. Uh, so, I mean, if you look at the stats, it was really quite an even game. Uh, Georgia just got hot down the road. So, um, and I just, I don't know, like what, what did you notice with this game? Like what was the, what was the biggest thing that stuck out to you? Um, I was at our awards bank, so I didn't get to see the whole game, but I saw um, <clears throat> some, some highlights and um, just the way they played, they came out and played inspired basketball. Um, you know, as you was reading the stats, I mean, you can just see it. I mean, we were better at free throw line. Uh, we were better at, you know, shots in the field. You know, we, it was, it was close, but we, we pretty much led in every category and that's what mm -hmm. you want. I mean, you got your leading scorer scores 35 points. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. 
You know, I don't think we've had that all season. No, um, I, don't I think we've had. <laughs> I don't think we've had anybody in our lineup score thirty-five <laughs> points combined. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. You know, but you know, one thing about basketball, same thing goes football as well. You know, some nights you're just off. Now Ben was off, and we took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed, from what I saw, it just seemed that we were just playing better basketball, more team basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully it's it's not too late. You know, to kind of make a little run here, we'll see. Or we're just gonna live on the high. We just beat Alabama. Yeah, we're um, we're, we're so feeling we good. See. Yeah, we shall see. I I hope it sparks something. I, I don't know. I mean, is Tom Crean the right guy? I, I I don't know at this point. But you know, no. at, at one and six, there's still a there's still a ray of hope. And you know, of course, you got the SEC tournament as well. And you know, anything can happen mm-hmm. there. Um, but you know, what I really like from this Georgia team is again, they, they took the disaster. That was the South Carolina game on, on Saturday where they gave up a, what was a 26 Oh run to yes. lose that game, which was pitiful. Like they played pitiful down the stretch. They, I mean, they were ahead of South Carolina, the entire game. They were dominating the boards. They were, they were passing. They were, they were actually playing really good basketball, but down the stretch, they fell apart. And they couldn't hit water if they fell off a jet ski. But <laughs> in this game, it seemed like they kind of took the same approach and actually had a 12-3 run uh, coming into the second half. Uh, they started the second half off with a 12-3 run that kind of got them going a little bit. And so that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Like once you, once you can get yourself going and get a little momentum, it actually – like basketball is a momentum driven sport. You go on these yes. runs, like you saw Saturday with Auburn and Kentucky, you know, Kentucky loses severe wheeler for, you know, probably five minutes of game clock because he took a big shot because they still, I, I don't, I don't know if they practice this at Kentucky, but there's these things <laughs> called screens. Um, and uh, there's these things called like, co- there's this thing called communication. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This might be new to you, Israel. I don't know. You, you may not know. It's a thing called yeah. communication, right? So if you're if you're if you're getting screened, if you're about to get screened, it, and you're watching this happen, are you going to yell out "screen"? Yeah, Israel, we, screen, we, screen, screen, screen. And I what, usually tell our guys, uh, right, 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 or left, left, left. So mm-hmm. at least you know where the screen's coming from. Um, you know that that's just. And I'm, I'm old. You know, even when I play with my kids in the gym. There's a screen coming. Hey, right, right, right. And it lets me know that the screen's coming to his right. The flip is yeah. coming to it. Let me know. It's real simple. Yeah. And you just stick your hand out there and just just work right through it. Yeah. Nope. Severe Wheeler got tattooed like he was going yeah. over the middle. Like, <laughs> he like they were like wall. And he did boy, did he. Um, and so he he goes out and, and this, the game's tight. I, I think Kentucky was even up by one at that point. The game was tight. And then he goes out. Auburn goes on like a 14-0 run. And that game, you know, the complexion of that game just completely changed. So when he came back, it was just there was not much they could do. Auburn mm-hmm. already seized the momentum, and they weren't. Once relented. you get a, once you get that coach to burn that timeout, mm-hmm. it's ball game. Yep. A lot of times it's ball game. If he if you're on a run, he has to burn that timeout. It's you got him. Yep. Especially if you come out and go on another run right after that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're at home, your crowd's in a frenzy, and that's what they happened in this outside. game. Yeah, I mean, in the cold. Yeah, exactly. They camped outside for, um, but yeah, they're like, you know, it was just another game. No, they didn't camp out for the Georgia game on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I, I kind of chalk this up to, to Alabama. It, it was a Tuesday game. They had a tough game over the weekend. They've had a tough stretch of games where they haven't been in sync too much. And, you know, this was just kind of just all kind of came to a head. The one stat that stood out to me was they were 9 of 34 from three-point land. Mm. At what, some point, somebody got to stop shooting. What baffles me is two things. One, they they threw they they threw up thirty four three pointers. Yes. What? Like, what does basketball become? Secondly, they only hit nine of them. Like in a world <laughs> where basketball is all about the three pointer, like that's that's not good. <laughs> that if I'm good the coach, I'm telling all. my team, you better not shoot another shot outside the three point line yeah. for the rest of the game. Yeah. After about. 15 and we ain't hit one yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you know, you kind of got to get in the rhythm and stuff too. So after about the 15th three, I think, I think 15 is good. Mm-hmm. About, about the 15th three. No, nah, cause don't you take another shot outside the three point line or you yeah. will come sit next to me. Yeah. Now, I'm, about to, I'm about to put my old guy hat on for a second, Israel. Uh, I'm about to tell you here, get off my lawn. Uh, back, back in my day, you know, whatever else you want to know, um, back when bat, like I consider the eighties and nineties, the golden age of basketball. Would you agree with that? I can agree with that. So the golden age of basketball was what dominated by centers. And it was people getting beat up every day. It was, it was people getting beat up. It was a much more physical game and people that foul. what was a foul back then? A foul was, um, you were bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> a foul was you're on the floor. Yes. Like if you didn't hit and the floor, even it, wasn't then a, it wasn't even a foul. If you, if you could hear the slap in the upper deck that, that they may have called it. Yes. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you go in there and you just get destroyed. Like people didn't mm-hmm. go in the paint, but people also like the way teams were made up. Right. So you had like teams nowadays, they have, Three-point shooter, three-point shooter, three-point shooter, and a slasher. Mm-hmm. And then just some other random dude to get rebounds, right? Like, there's no dynamic. There's no dynamics there. No. Like, there's no... Like, the way teams were constructed in the 80s and 90s, they had one to two scores, right? And when I say mm-hmm. scores, that means you're driving, you're shooting mid-range, you're shooting threes, you can do it all, Right. There's not yes. a lot of scores in today's NBA. There's a lot of three-point shooters. There's a lot of slashers, but there's not a lot of guys mm-hmm. that can that can be all-around scores like like a Kobe Bryant was, like LeBron is, like you know, like Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Then you had you had your you had your shooter, right? So like mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, Robert Ory, Ray Allen, you know those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had then you had your ass kicker, right? Like like Rodman, John Sally, uh, the Davis brothers for the mm-hmm. f- for the for the Pacers, uh, Charles Oakley. Uh, you know yep. those guys. You know they're they're mm-hmm. they're going to do all the. They're not. They're probably scoring they're, six points a game. They're yeah, probably they're getting all the dirty work. They're getting fifteen boards, and they're getting they're going right to the limit of their fouls. They're doing everything they can to not foul out, and they're probably going to foul out a lot. But they're they're going to yes. do everything they can not to foul out, but again they're going to push it right to that limit. And then you then you had your big man, then you had your dominant big man who snagged boards, 
created down low in the paint. Got momentum, mm-hmm. momentum grabbing dunks, jammed on people, blocked shots, and would just dominate. And yes. you know, you, you don't got, see that in basketball anymore. No. And you had guys like Olajuwon, Shaq, uh, Ewing, uh, those guys that could run the floor as well as big men, but really like anything in the paint, like they're just dominating. Like Shaq was breaking, yes. breaking basketball goals, right? You'll see that. Like you'll see any bit like seven footers now just want to go out and shoot threes. Like basketball right now is a pretty sport. Yes. It's the biggest finesse sport I've ever seen. It is I think pr- Tasha Humphrey was talking about it. Shout out Tasha, mm-hmm. a great Georgia women's basketball player in her own right. She was mm-hmm. saying just the same thing you're saying. There's no, there aren't basketball players anymore. You know, you had your point guard. All he did was hand the rock. Your shooting guard and your small four were pretty much your your scores. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you just look at Pippen and uh, Michael Jordan, your mm-hmm. shooting guard and your small four, that's what they were. Mm-hmm. You know, your Charles Grants of the world, your power fours are, are no more. Right. Um, then your center, who that was Rodman, Luke Longley, um, Shaq, Olajuwon, Ewing, all those guys. Morning. I mean, yeah. they're they're non-existent anymore because like you said, it's a finesse sport. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to, everybody wants to hit the big shot. Mm-hmm. Um, like you got Joel like, Embiid who should be a dominant big man is out there shooting threes and out yes. there trying to, out there trying to, trying to drive the lane from, from the top of the key, you know, like, no, yeah. get your, get your ass down on the block and post somebody <laughs> up and dunk on somebody. You're seven, you're sophomore. seven foot one. We have a sophomore at our school. He's six, five. Mm-hmm. He is soft as tissue paper, wet tissue paper. Um, I was giving him hell today because I watched him literally do nothing. And I said, I'm going to come down there. And, I'm, and I went down there and banged with him. I'm six, one. Mm-hmm. This kid's six, five. Um, I think he's like 220, 230, but he's, he's a big kid. And I rocked him to sleep mm-hmm. today. And I was like, I'm an old man. You know, mm-hmm. his first thing was, this isn't organized basketball. This is street ball. I was like, this is where you get better. Mm-hmm. And you're a big man. There's no way I should be down here begging with you, jumping no. over you. There's no yeah. way. Well, you got that old man strength too, though. But yeah, and he made me mad too. So I had to show him what was up. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> as, long you point is, as long as you didn't fire the ball in his head. <laughs> he wound up on YouTube. <laughs> on, on you Twitter. are a big man. Be a yeah. big man. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they don't do that. But he's he's right. They don't do that anymore. It's finesse sport now. Um, I think that's what's wrong with basketball. I think that's why I don't watch basketball like I did back then, too. Yeah, it's just, because you sneeze on somebody or you call for somebody's foul. Mm-hmm. Or I don't like the way he, he touched me and they get a foul. Yeah. I don't like that. And you know why the Warriors had their little short dynasty run? Because they shot threes. They didn't go in the paint. Well, they had Draymond Green okay. who kind of who had that. He was, I guess, if Draymond Green is the grimiest guy in the league, then I guess mm-hmm. we're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Says something. Um, but like the Spurs, like they had so much sustained success because they had Trey Parker was the distributor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I'm drawing a blank. I just I just had a brain fart. Uh, um, Kwame, huh? When Kwame was there. When Kwame, no, uh, Kawhi. Kawhi, that's it. Kawhi was Kawhi. the Kawhi was the scoring small forward. You had Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, Manu Ginobili. That's who it was. I, I couldn't Ginobili. think. I, uh, yeah, you had Ginobili was the was the slasher, was the driver, 
Uh, Kawhi was the all around guy, Duncan. And then he had, then he had Bruce Bowen, David, who, who was a yeah, lockdown specialist. And then, David yeah, well, Robinson was and your then, big man. Yeah. And David Robinson was your big man. And then when Robinson retired, you know, Tim Duncan took over kind of that big man mm-hmm. role and they, they kind of had like, they had LaMarcus Aldridge and they had, they just had some other, they played like dual power forwards. They kind of did something a little bit different, but, mm-hmm. uh, but they were still built and played old school basketball, even into the new era. You can just look at Pop and tell that he doesn't like the new era. Of he hates it, man. He hates it. He hates it. He's, so. that, uh, he's that old school coach and him and Phil. I bet they get together on Sundays and smoke a cigar and drink the bourbon. Is like, man, look at this. They watch ESPN <laughs> and be like, man, look at this. Look at this soft crap. <laughs> this is soft as Charmin Ultra. Oh, uh, yeah. So. So how does this pertain to Georgia? Well, I, I think Georgia, you know, honestly, I, I think Tom Crean came in here and, you know, he did his best. I, I can't fault him, but it's just not working out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we say this coming off the heels of a win, but like, you know, we're talking about a miracle win here. And like, finally he's getting his first conference win in the seventh game. And, and you, you, it's, you know, 45 minutes down the road, there's probably, a whole there's probably like four NBA teams in just playing high school basketball in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you can't get one of them. I mean let's if I'm if I'm if I'm the new head coach or if I'm Coach Crean right now, I'm going over right next door and talking to Coach Taylor and saying, mm-hmm. Hey coach, what do you what what can I do? Because if you watch the girls play, well take them at the women's basketball team play, they're mm-hmm. dominating. They play old school basketball. They have mm-hmm. the big they have a point guard. They have shooters. They got, they have, that's what they have. And that's why they're winning. That's why they're being successful. I mean, watch South Carolina girls play they the same thing. Don Staley over there. She's doing mm-hmm. a great job. You know, if you watch these women teams play, that's what they have. They have a big, they have a score. They have a couple of slashers. Um, they got the intermediate um, mm-hmm. person that can shoot. I mean, they're doing it right. If I yeah. was them, I would go and ask some of these ladies, these women's basketball teams, what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, they're the ones that are getting it right because, you know, they're the ones that understand, okay, we can't just shoot threes because Steph Curry's really good at it. Like Steph Curry cannot carry a team because he can't drive. Why can't he drive? Because he's like four foot 11. No, he's not really four foot 11, but he's small. Like he would get crushed. Um, so I just, I just think that teams like if basketball wants to see a resurgence, which I mean, it's the popular is starting to kind of come back up that I guess you're starting to get a new uptick in it. But, but if I'm, if I'm Tom Crean, which my days are numbered, honestly, uh, but if I'm, if I'm the new basketball coach, I, a, I figure out, I figure out a way into Atlanta. All right. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to relate. You have to have to have to relate to these players, especially in the in the transfer portal era, because they'll yes. be gone in a heartbeat, and they'll go right over to your rivals. Like they ain't like transferring from Georgia to University of Washington. Like they're 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 going right down the road to Auburn, and they're going no, right up to Kentucky, they're... and they're going, to, you know, CC is where it's at. Exactly. 
Uh, and SEC's become a, we talked about this on SEC After Dark last night, SEC's become a premier conference in basketball, which hasn't always been the case. But no. you know, I, I think Georgia needs to find a mid-major coach that is young, hungry, innovative, and understands the importance of the different roles in basketball. Like, doesn't try to play this new school four guard crap. Relationships. And uh-huh. like you said, young and relationships and relationships. Relationships um, are the biggest key. Like you, if you can just get five guys that'll play, that'll run through a freaking brick wall for you, you're going to be better than one in seven in the conference. Exactly. And that's it. Just playing. Like I said, like we said, um, beast of the East, just playing hard, playing mm-hmm. hard. This, we finally saw them play hard, and what, look what happened. Yeah, they won. Um, <laughs> they beat a team they shouldn't. Like Alabama was a top team coming into conference play. Yes, so uh, I, I mean, they're in a skid right moving now, forward. You never know what might happen. We may hit, a, may get some momentum. Might save Coach Green's job. I don't yeah. think he's a bad coach by any means, but no, he's not. He's just not right for uh, Georgia to, the, at this point. Results are not showing. They're they're not showing. I I think the transfers are pretty telling for him. I think the mass exodus for him is is the telling part to me. I think if you're Josh Brooks, that that has to take a toll. That has to be a big, big factor in his evaluation of Tom Crane. And the fact that these new guys come in and the overall product is uninspiring. Yes. I think that's it more than anything, the overall product. You know, you're always going to get people leave because they're quote unquote unhappy. Um, as some people say, but some people just want a different environment to be around. And that's, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. But like you said, the mass exodus and the fact that we haven't gotten better. Of course you lose, you lose some of your top people. I understand that, but are you getting better game by game? This is the first game that I've seen us get better. I feel like we're going backwards up until yes, Tuesday. And that's the that's the telling tale. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as an AD, I'm looking at are we getting better each game? Um, are we developing? Are our kids learning? Um, if that's the case, and we just don't have the talent right now, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But we're not getting better, and that's the problem. But then and, again, on the flip side of that, Israel, you're the University. Of, we're the University of Georgia. There better be talent. Don't tell me you can't find talent. We're the University of Georgia. We're good. Right now, we're good at everything. Baseball's number 16 preseason poll. The women are freaking dominating. Like, don't tell me you can't recruit basketball. The women are absolutely destroying. The only team they're not better than right now is South Carolina. And there ain't nobody else. South Carolina is top in the country. So um, that's not a that's not a bad person to be that's not a bad team to be trailing. But don't tell me basketball can't be played at Georgia because it absolutely can. And you have to show that, Hey, I can go and recruit these kids out of Atlanta and do something. You had Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. What did you do? Nothing. You had severe Wheeler and Katie Johnson on the same team. They're killing it in, in their destinations. Did nothing with it. Like at what point for Tom Crean? And, and again, he's not a bad coach. Look what he, I mean, he, he had some great teams up at Marquette. He had, a, he had a pretty good run for Indiana and, and Indiana was coming off probation. Uh, they were coming off some big sanctions there. So um, there are some factors with what happened to him at Indiana, 
but mm-hmm. I, I think he's a good coach. Again, I just don't think the recruiting piece of it, especially in this league, I just don't think he's there. Like Mark yeah. Fox, Mark Fox is a good schematic coach. He knows the mm-hmm. game of basketball, but again, he just wouldn't. He just could not recruit. He's he's in Nevada, I think. Right? Look, you got to send you got to sing your minions out. Um, yeah. You got to get you got to start getting tape. Uh, you got to start going to some of these AAU games. Um, you know, you got to start meeting kids. Um, yeah, you got to get some help. Because if you don't, I mean, I I just look at the women's basketball team, for example. Um, All of those girls play AAU ball somewhere. I remember seeing them as they were being recruited. They all Mm -hmm. did. Um, So how did Coach Taylor and her her crew find those girls? They got on the trail. (laughs) I mean, there's just no. It ain't rocket science. No, it ain't. It really ain't. So So, they got to, I mean, it just. I, I just don't understand it. Like, I, I just don't get it. And, cool. and, and the excuses, there are plenty, but nonetheless, got to get better as that goes. But glad to see us get a win. Glad to see us. Uh, glad to see us at least not go winless in the conference. And, and, and maybe, you know, and I, and I hope I'm wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope that I'm wrong because uh, that would mean Georgia basketball would get to the standard that every other program is upholding now at the university of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I hope it's I'm wrong time for the men's basketball team to pull their weight. Every right. other sport has gymnastics mm-hmm. gotten better. Softball mm-hmm. just got a new coach and they're about to go bananas. Mm-hmm. Soccer's gotten better. Um, baseball's ranked in the top 20 for the first time in a long time. And they're continue, continuously getting better. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's about time for the men's basketball program to get it together. We just won national championship, which is also going to bring a little bit more excitement to all the programs. So I mean, you know, it's the it's time. It's time. It's time. Well, uh, last week when when we when we saw you, we were talking about Jermaine Burton. Uh, we were talking about you know, the impact of that and the, the, the backlash of that. Um, and that got a lot of attention. So uh, <laughs> I want this to get even more attention. Uh, Kierce Jackson is coming back. Mm-hmm. That is real. I, I think, I think the impact of him coming back far outweighs the impact of Jermaine Burton leaving. For sure. You know, and I, I tweeted this to, uh, I tweeted to, who am I thinking about? Who am I thinking about? Who am I thinking about? Anyways, I tweeted out that, uh, with Kyrie's coming back, yeah. um, that just shows you that the culture and everything is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a kid who was hurt, um, came back, a, a consistent punt punt returner for us, <clears throat> even <throat> through injury, um, could have gone. You know, if he wanted to, could have transferred. He decides <clears throat> to come back. It just shows you that there's nothing wrong with the program. No, and that also just... reaffirms what we said earlier. <clears throat> Burton wanted to go somewhere where he could be featured a little bit more, and that's totally fine. <clears throat> it's okay. <laughs> you know, his end goes different. 
than anybody yeah. else's. Hey, hate to lose him. You know, it's it's a, it's a really big piece. It, 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 it's a big piece, but I don't know if you know this. Georgia does recruit. They recruit quite well. The transfer um, portal. And, We're going to get some at the transfer portal. And, and, and the transfer portal is going to be kind to us here in just a minute, here in just a little bit. So if you, if you're one of those that saw Jermaine Burton transfer and you hit that panic button, a little premature, mm-hmm. a little premature. Now, I hate that he went to Bama because it's it's Bama, right? And it's like they they need another they need another wide receiver, right? Um, but yeah. uh, again, you know, I don't I don't fault them for wanting to find somewhere to to, to go and, and and thrive. But again, it is what it is. So Burton is done. He's 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 an Alabama guy now. He, he's a roll tighter. So Tide Talk podcast. Jake Thomas, Stacey Blackwood, <laughs> they will talk about him. We will talk about him on SEC After Dark because we cover the entire conference. We will not talk about him on BC the East because he's not in the East anymore. We can't, we're not going to talk about him here anymore because he's not here. But Kears Jackson yeah. is, and he brings leadership to a very, very young wide receiver room, which is which is really what I love uh, because he he's going to be the guy that they all look up to. He's still a playmaker. He's mm-hmm. going to be that much more healthy because he spent all la- he spent all last season trying to get back to 100. percent But his injury did not allow him to bounce back that fast. Same mm-hmm. with Pickens. Pickens was not 100. percent Not even close. Probably. That's why he probably wasn't as much of a factor as he probably could have and should have been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We knew that, but the threat of we having him out the threat of having me out there is is valuable. And if and if yes. he's and if he's cleared, why not? Why not give it a shot, right? But you know, Kyrus coming back is I, I think is going to help solidify his spot uh, in in uh, in Dog Nation. I, I think it's going to help him in the draft. Because he can do things from the slot, he can do things from the outside. He does things in the in the kick return, punt return uh, avenue. I, I think he he's going to have a chance to full, be fully healthy and showcase his skills, and lead a room that desperately needs veteran leadership. Ad Mitchell is going to be a true sophomore, but he's mm-hmm. still young. He's still very very young. Um, and you got and then you're going to have all these new guys. Arian Smith doesn't have a whole lot of playing time because of injury. He's going to need some guidance. Uh, Marcus Rosemary Jackson, he's going to need some guidance, right? These guys are going to need some guidance as they all kind of get healthy at the same time. So we will be just fine. And of course, inevitably when the new guy from the transfer portal comes in, whoever that is, they're going to need some guidance too. Yes, I think about it. He's the guy to do it. I think about when I when I went to Georgia, um, you had Muhammad Massaquah, Kenneth Harris, D'Amico Goodman, TJ Gartrell, Sean Bailey. You know, all those guys were the older group, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, they were able to teach us things, uh, teach me things when I got there. Now just imagine if all those guys weren't there. You got to row me, Tavares King, Rentavious Wooten, Marlon Brown. Um, you Wouldn't know, the ball carrier, he may go. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you got all of us in there, Michael Ben, all of us are in there. Um, after a while, mm-hmm. you know, without the guidance of those guys before us, I mean, we, we'd be lost. 
Right. Um, and I think it's great, you know, even if it's just one guy, you know, with Jackson coming back, I mean, I think that's great. I would think AD is going to be great. Lab McConkie is going to be great, but they're, they're still young. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Smith's coming back. Um, we got a couple that, that we're fixing to pick up. Eric Gilbert, I, I, think, think, they, I think, comes, comes I back. I think Eric Gilbert's going to come back. Um, so, I mean, we still got Brock Byers and all those guys, too, yeah. um, to kind of make up that room. But at the same time, you know, there's nothing like that veteran leadership that comes with a guy who's been there, seen it, um, you know, and you can tell he has a lot of respect from his teammates as well. So I'm glad that when I saw he was coming back, you know, I tweeted immediately, go dogs. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a huge pickup. Um, mm-hmm. I was a little worried that he was going to dip out too, um, which because which, he can. Um, he's already graduated. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at him, and I'm really, really glad that he's back to lead this wide receiver room. Whoever the new receiver coach may be is going to need some help. I'm hearing it's we Brian. All know, we all know that receivers are the most emotional players on the football field. DBs. DBs have to be. They're, they're a close sick. We are some very, very hard people to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I Brian McClendon. Because I'm one of them. Yeah, you are one of them. You're a diva. You're a diva. I am at times. Yeah. As you drink your Mr. Pib. Mm-hmm. They still make that stuff? Man, and I hadn't <laughs> had a soda in so long and it's delicious right now. You you on a no soda diet? Is that is that is that what I hear? Yeah, I never I, I drink Mountain Dew during the season, but I never drink soda again as soon as football season is over with. But um my mom ordered a case and it's still sitting in my garage. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm gonna go crack one of these open. And it's so good. My wife tells me I have to lay off the sodas. I'm I'm the opposite. I'm only cranking them down. Although I did drink almost a gallon of water today too, so that's good. Ooh, check you out. Exactly. So, uh, but I heard Brian McClendon's going to be the new guy. That's what I've been hearing too. I think that's a great pickup as well. So he gets to come home. Pickup. And, and, and um, I hope whatever differences he and Kirby had, they'll put them aside. They were mad at each other. They had beef. They had a little beef, I think. Um, you know, I, I don't think. McClendon appreciated how Kirby was. I think it was more on McClendon's end. I don't think he appreciated how Kirby was, I guess, talking about Georgia and him and all that stuff. There was back when Kirby got hired, I think <clears throat> there was some, there was some ill will there. I think I was about to say, cause Kirby was coaching when that Oh five year, right. When b was there, he was a player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it happened after that while Kirby was at Bama. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think it was when Kirby was at Bama. They were, you know, you know how Kirby is with his recruiting. Um, hey man, yeah. Guess you. It's a competition. Rec- recruiting is a competition. You kind of took it personally, um, from what I heard. But um, obviously, that is long gone. That's in the review, which good because um, <clears throat> McClendon is a phenomenal, phenomenal dude. I, I was there uh, when he became a GA. Oh uh, six, oh seven. I, I was, I was starting to leave. Um, I was, you know, I was a recruiting assistant there. Um, the oh seven year um, when uh, when TK and uh, Brandon Boykin and those guys were being recruited, um, that was I was there that year. I remember picking up. Yep. I remember picking up TK from the airport, or not the airport because he didn't fly in. But I remember. Uh, you know, dur- during games, I would talk to all all the guys on the sideline and just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of meander through. I I did most of the film stuff uh, for for the recruiting, um, 
But I remember, you know, on, on game days, it was kind of all hands on deck for official visits and stuff. So I'd pick people up from the airport. I would, uh, I would, you know, interact and mingle with people on the sidelines and stuff like that. And then the recruiting box. So, um, that, that was kind of what I did. And, you know, Tavares was one of the guys I interacted with. And so again, I, I knew we were in good shape, you know, when he came and then, you know, followed his career. So, uh, that, that oh, was yeah. a lot of fun, but, uh, McClendon was a guy that in the office, we'd, we'd chop it up. He'd ask me about guys and, uh, about recruits and stuff like that. We, we'd chat and, you know, McClendon's one of my, one of my favorites. Yeah. He's a good, he's a great coach. Um, you know, tried to keep me, um, on my toes, but you know, I kind of waver a little bit, but, uh, he, he's a great coach, great recruiter, um, mm-hmm. great friend of mine now. Um, some of the things that he taught me as far as, you know, the coaching aspect, discipline aspect, you know, I still use today as I coach today as well. So, I mean, I think, I think it'd be a great, a great hire, um, in, in the long run. I mean, you got him, who's a great recruiter. You got Dale McGee, Mm -hmm. who's a great recruiter as well. You got both of those guys who have done a phenomenal job at George recruiting anyway. Um, it would, would be great. You know what's interesting, uh, and, and we dove into this a little bit uh, last night. Uh, but the way college staffs are being structured, if you really kind of look at it, the on the field guys are starting to all become recruiters, mm-hmm. and then all your X's and O's guys are the analysts. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like that whole structure now kind of frees up the on the field guys to recruit more. Yes. The budget now, um, it's, it's especially brilliant. when you, when you see how many people's Florida's hiring right now, um, mm-hmm. the support staff is, is, <clears throat> is huge. Now, you know, you got your GA still, but you're getting mm-hmm. high quality coaches to come in just to be analysts. I mean, you got Buster Faulkner on staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got, um, must champ on they staff. Just, they, I mean, they just hired Bobo. They just hired your, yeah. your, just you. Yeah, Bobo. Bobo. You got Jancy, who who was on staff, but who's been a D one defensive coordinator, who's now going to LSU. Yeah. So you got all these guys who are top notch coaches just coming and being analysts, which, like you said, frees up yeah. all the on the field coaches to get to know the players. You know, because a lot of times you don't get to see. I know when I was being recruited, I didn't get to see Coach Easton a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I would always see one of the analysts that came by or the GA that came by, things like that. So yeah. I think it's it's really good. It's a dang good um recruiting pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's 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 pretty it's a pretty awesome deal. Um but yeah, they, they hired Coach Bobo. Uh that was that was official, but um I, I just thought that was interesting. Uh so and and looking at the staffs and analyzing the staffs, I, I wanted to get another chance to make fun of Florida. Are you the the game changer coordinator? Did you see that? All the goofy names that that he has. Those guys. I saw that. I don't know what the game changing coordinator does, but you really have to kind of read. You have to read deep into the description to find out it's just the special teams coordinator. Oh, I never would have guessed that. I thought it was like the dude who goes gets the chain or like the belt or the shoulder pads and puts it all. That's yeah, what I thought it was. Like like for Butch Jones, the guy that held up the trash can the whole time. Like yeah. I thought it was I thought it was that guy. Like that's what that's it comes what I, off yeah. as, right? 
but no, it's just a special teams guy. Like, like oh. I, I mean, I get it. You're trying to be fun, but like, that's just cheesy, right? Game changing coordinate. Okay. Now, now I see it now. Okay. I got you. Like your special teams can change the game. They can't, change, but, but you're Florida. You don't have to do stuff like that. Hey, he's trying something different. He's he's. Uh, I know. He's, he's, I he's know. thinking outside the get box, off, and I like get it. Off I like it. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. It's cheesy. Get off my lawn. Um, I don't know. It's just because it's Florida. It's cheesy, right? Um, <laughs> if if now Kirby's going to do it, I'm going to sit here with my foot in my mouth. But I don't know. I just yep. think it's cheesy. But. Whatever works for them. If they start winning, shit, name them whatever the hell you want to name them. Name them. There you go. The white shrewd assistant to the head coach. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Who cares, right? Um, But yeah, so uh, that that's uh, you know that that was thought that stood out to me. Um, We got a little bit of time left. Big uh, Courtney put us on the clock because she knows you and I could ramble on all night. Playoffs, playoffs. How did you like those games last week? I loved them. I loved each and every one of them. I'm looking forward to the championship games this weekend. Who you got? Um, BT Dubs, uh, Bet Online got me this week. Way to go, uh, Bills. I had the Bills winning, which they were winning, and then all of a sudden it went bye bye. And then I had the the Bucks winning, which they came back to tie it, and then ended up pissing down their leg because the moment was too big. Um, so this weekend, <laughs> I think the Rams oh, boy. get over the hump and they beat San Francisco. Mm-hmm. If the defense keeps playing like they're playing, Garoppolo doesn't stand a chance. Um, no, Garoppolo's going to die. They, I think if they, if they stop Debo, they'll win, which is that that's going to be hard. But mm-hmm. I think if you neutralize Garoppolo, they'll win. Um, and on the other side, it's a tough one because the Chiefs didn't play defense. The Titans sacked Joe Burrow, well, a.k.a. Joe Shiesty. Mm-hmm. They sacked him nine times and still lost. So, mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase is a better receiver, <clears throat> in my opinion, than Davis from the Bills. And we saw what he did to the corner, made him fall mm-hmm. um, and pissed down his leg too. So, I want to take Cincinnati, but it's really hard to beat Patrick Mahomes and that offense. So, well, Bengals since, don't have to play defense. Their Bengals, defense is Bengals can. They're they're the best third down defense in the league. Uh, they have a pretty good defensive front. You know, obviously, you know it's it's hard to play. It's hard to play in the secondary in the NFL, just in general. Um, but they're just so dynamic offensively with with uh, with Joe Shiesty and uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzama, Uzamo, whatever, however you pronounce it. I, I, I like the Bengals. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I like the Bengals. I mean, I really do. We, we can't take, discount T. Higgins. Actually, yeah, we can't discount T. Higgins either. Like he's the yeah. number two. He was drafted to be the number one. Now yeah. he's the number two. <laughs> that tells you where they're at. Um, you know, and, and I love Patrick Mahomes uh, as much as the next mm-hmm. guy. I think he's a great quarterback. He's elite. Travis Kelsey, elite. Tyreek Hill, Mecole Hardman, elite speed. But that defense is suspect, and they, they yes, have it. They didn't. They they couldn't stop Gabriel Gabriel Davis. They couldn't stop Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. Like they Easily. had a hard, 
Beasley. They had a hard time with Buffalo's offense, which is really good in its own right. But a lot of it is scheme and, and creativity with those guys with Brian Dable. There's a ton of talent. I mean, Zach, Zach Taylor is a, is a, is a bright mind in, in, uh, in him of himself. God, I can't talk. I can't, mm-hmm. say, can't say that phrase, but he's, a, he's an <laughs> offensive genius himself, but he has the talent. Like, like they have yes. better talent. He's than, got some young Bills. talent too, boy. He does. Young. He's got some young guys that, that so, are hungry. This is what year two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're already in the ASC championship game. So, I mean, Arrowhead, this is, Arrowhead's a tough place, though. It is. I think you, you can't you, you can't let the crowd get to you, mm-hmm. uh, which the Bills did a great job of not letting that happen, especially mm-hmm. offensively. Um, they didn't even spend a timeout because the crowd was too loud, which, which is huge um, in a game like that playing on the mm-hmm. road. So, mm-hmm. I think if they can keep Joe Burrow upright, he'll have a field day. Mm-hmm. I, their defense is – 10 times better than the Bills defense as yeah. far as that aspect of the game goes. Yeah. And and I like the Rams. I really love their defensive game plan <laughs> against Tampa where they're moving those guys all around, stunting, blitzing. Yes. I mean, they knocked the hell out of Tom Brady. But we can't – the one thing about the Rams is once you get up, you got to stay up. I think they, they got up and they felt so, comfortable. Same with the 49ers. And, they're both the same team. Yeah. In that regard, I mean, you once you get let, up, you get comfortable. You, and, and you cannot let that gum, Tom Brady, just keep playing. You got to continue to hit him, piss him off, and then you win the football game. What'd you do? You let him off the hook. You mm-hmm. kept letting him off the hook. Can't turn the ball over. And the good news for San Francisco is Dak and Jimmy G are the same dude. So <laughs> they let yeah. Dak off the hook and. Dak let them off the hook. So yeah. <laughs> the Rams aren't going to do that. one thing about it, the uh, Jimmy, he, he just can't do it. I don't, he's not good enough to Mm-mm. make the same mistakes and actually come back with the football game. If, they, if the Rams go up 27 to three, they're going to win 27 to three because he, he can't lead them down the field. Mm-mm. He's, like not, he's not that dude. He is not that dude. And, and that's why they got pal. You're not the guy. And that's why they drafted Trey Lance. You're not the guy, Jimmy G. Yeah. You're not you the guy. You can tell because they keep giving the ball to Debo, Samuel, mm-hmm. and everybody De- else. Debo was the guy. Debo yes. was that guy. Uh, Jimmy G ain't. Um, and, and I like Kyle Shanahan, but he, he's he's going to have to now I love start. Ka- I love Kyle Sh- I love the way that he's using the mm-hmm. 13 personnel, 12 personnel look. I mean, I love the way he's running counter front side but making it look like he's going backside. I love I love everything about it. He's so um, creative. Like him and LaFleur, McVeigh, those guys are I, I love those guys. Those guys are even though he looks similar. like he smokes a pack of new ports and just drink coffee every day now. And, um but and surfs and, for fun. Yes. You know with the like, flat bill, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the look. Yeah. I do too. It, it's it's cool, and and, and McVeigh has got his own swag, and and so does uh, and so does Matt Lafour, who's not no longer in the playoffs. But um, yeah, I I like the Rams. I want the Rams to win. I, I think they're due. I think Rams Bengals would be an awesome Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to predict. Even though like it's it. a tough place to play, that's the Super Bowl that I want is Rams Bengals, and then mm-hmm. after that, I don't care who wins. I, this is going to be a battle of two uh, great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. two great defenses. I as mean, long as it's, it's a going great to be game. pretty even. Yeah, it'll be. Skill even. guys are, are even mm-hmm. across the board. Yep, you got Cup, Beckham. I mean, 
Beckham, Van Jefferson. You got Chase Higgins. Uh, I forget who their number three is, but he's That's pretty damn good. You got Mixon, Sonny, mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle, and um, Florida State. Cam Maker, that's it. Bengals have the I advantage mean, in the run game, but uh, the, it's very, I, it's going to be very even. That's what I like. I want to see a game like that. Yeah. And then two great defenses uh, Leonard Floyd coming off the edge, Von Miller coming off the other edge, Aaron Donald up the middle, and then they'll twist them. <laughs> and then yeah. they'll, sometimes they'll put Aaron Donald as the wide five technique and, and rush him off the edge. So it's pretty good. Well, our timer went off a planning. long time ago. We're into overtime. We're going to flip a coin, Courtney, see who wins this one. Um, but uh, no, so we are, uh, this was, this was a fun deal. We, we, we diagnosed some basketball, right? Mm-hmm. We gave you the winning formula, Israel. Didn't we? We did. We did. So, so maybe they'll listen to us again and maybe they'll win on Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play. Two football coaches gave you the winning formula for a basketball team. Is that, is that bad? I think that it's is kind of bad. I think it works for everybody. It works though. It works for me. It works for me. Right. Um, and if you use it, great. You don't have to give me credit, but, uh, anyway, uh, you can find us. It, it is scrolling now down on the bottom. You can, you can find us, uh, Twitter, IG, yeah. Facebook live, uh, YouTube, all of that stuff. It's scrolling down below. Find us, subscribe, comment, follow all of that stuff. If you really want to go Twitter follow, just look directly beside me over here. Uh, this guy, uh, Israel Troop, he's uh, I'm funny. He, I'm funny every once in a while. He, uh, he he got in some pretty good battles here lately. Um, I did. Just trying to calm these Georgia fans down, man. We're we're so like we just won a national championship and we still have our panties in a bunch. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of excitement, but yeah. you know, it's we got to we got to simmer down. Too much. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. So, uh, that being said, we are we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Also coming at you on Brinks TV. We're presented by BetOnline.ag. We wish you a very good weekend. Hopefully, you enjoy the NFL games this weekend. Hopefully, Georgia comes away with the win on the hardwood, uh, men and women. And uh, we hope everything goes well. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you back here next week and we will talk about it all. Signing day is next week. So we'll, we'll talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that as well. So uh, enjoy yourselves and we'll see you back here next week. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.